Around the Ozarks in 5, brought to you by Adventure Cave Tours. Live a day in the life of a real adventurer with Adventure Cave Tours. The Springfield Green County Park Board, reminding you to go play. And Roto-Rooter Plumbing and Drain Service. Call Southwest Missouri's best plumber today for a free estimate. Here are your hosts, Ethan and Sarah Foreheads. And it's Thursday. Happy Thursday to you. We're making our way through the week. Been a uh, been a good week, I think. Busy week. Everybody's sure. working for the weekend. Anybody? That is Anybody? true. Okay. That is true. All right, we'll get you some news before you get there. So here you go. The Missouri School Board heard the voices of parents in the state and has decided not to develop kindergarten through 12th grade standards for social emotional learning or SEL. It seems a very strong response during a public comment time had a big effect on them choosing to do that or not to do that. Uh, More than 1,800 people commented, many of them arguing that it is not the job of the schools to teach through emotional social learning. State Commissioner of Education said, you've got one side of the argument that feels that there should be no SEL. That is the responsibility of the parent. And then you have the other side that believes in SEL, but wants to load it up with some political or ideological agendas. Both of those are ditches that we have to stay out of. Interesting. Several states, by the way, have already banned or at least limited the use um, of SEL in public schools. Yeah, interesting for sure. Uh, Three men uh, from Springfield will spend time in prison for distributing fentanyl that killed people through overdoses. Uh, The men distributed 38 kilograms of fentanyl in the Springfield area in 2019 and 2020. One of the men was sentenced to 23 years in prison. Uh, Another man sentenced to 18 years in prison. And the third man sentenced to five years in prison, all without parole for their various roles in this drug ring. Hmm. New and improved Springfield, you could say, by some calculations, thanks to grant money. There is a lot of that coming our way. Um, Specifically, the biggest one is a $500,000 grant to fund what they call Green Jobs, the Green for Green Job Training Program. That's from the EPA. Uh, They will be giving Workforce Development Department the means to train and certify people for green jobs. Also, more federal money from the American Rescue Plan Act was approved um, approved to improve stormwater issues at Division and O'Hara Avenue in North Springfield. Plus, another grant will fund a new Family Connects program that is through the Springfield Green County Health Department. Uh, by the way, that aims to provide newborns and new families with health assessments and connect them to community resources through home visits. And finally, two grants will help pay for improvements for pedestrians, both for sidewalks and for crossings. All right. Swimming in grant money, it sounds like. Good for Sounds like it. Yeah, Yeah. there's a lot. The biggest one, though, is the $500,000 one. The other ones are smaller. Yeah. Uh, This is interesting. The Springfield City Council, uh, while they were in session, voted this week to create a community improvement district for a new development happening in West Springfield. It's called Brody Corners. That's the development. It's going to be located on Sunshine Street at James River Freeway. Uh, That that development will feature restaurant space as well as retail and office space. The Community Improvement District designation means there will be a 1% tax on sales inside the district to pay for the infrastructure improvements that were made to accommodate that new development. So the uh, city wants to get their money back, and that's how they do it. The mayor of Battlefield has resigned after nearly 10 years in that position. 
Deborah Hickey is stepping down at the end of her term. That'll be April. Uh, and she will be replaced by Board of Aldermen President Mark Crabtree. Again, that's in Battlefield. All right. O'Reilly Development is teaming up with Catholic Charities of Southern Missouri to build a community that will offer housing for homeless and at-risk veterans in Mount Vernon. The development will include 42 townhomes. Eight of them will be specifically for veterans and their families who are at risk of homelessness. The groundbreaking is going to be on Monday. That's pretty yeah, awesome. That's nice. Yeah. All right. Today, more than 250,000 Missourians <laughs> will take part in an annual event to prepare for an earthquake. Watch out. It is called drop cover and hold on. Uh, Missouri apparently is ground zero for the new Madrid fault line. New Madrid as Ethan new Madrid. says. New Madrid fault line. It produced some of the strongest earthquakes in the U.S. Uh, in the history of the U.S. in the early 1800s and is expected to produce another big earthquake at some point in the future. However, some schools um, maybe haven't drilled in a while. So here we go. They're going to be a part of today's drill at 10, 19 a.m. Yeah, very I guess specific. Because it is, I guess because it's October 19th. Is that why? Probably. 10, 19. On 10, 19 at 10, 19. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, what do you do in an earthquake? Uh, I would. You get under your desk. Well, and you drop, you drop, you get under your desk. So that's the cover part. And then apparently you also hold on. That's what, uh, that's what they're telling the kids to do. I think I would get outside as quickly as possible. Uh, so, I would try to, but if it's too late, I mean, yeah, if, I mean, if you're talking late, with a, then it's too late. a bunch of people, a bunch of kids are trying to move out then you get under a desk and hope for the best. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, we've told you in the past about uh, Chinese companies buying up a bunch of farmland all across the Midwest. Well, now Arkansas is telling a Chinese-owned seed producer to sell 160 acres of farmland in Arkansas because of national security concerns. The company must sell the land in the next two years. Uh, that company was acquired. It was a, a U.S.-owned company. It was in, then acquired by a Chinese corporation. That is on currently on the U.S. Department of Defense's list of Chinese military companies that pose a threat to our national security. Is it? Isn't that crazy? And they own their they own farmland in Arkansas. Yes. So, uh, Arkansas, by the way, uh, go yeah. ahead and finish one one last line. Arkansas is the first state now to force the sale of land under new laws that restrict foreign ownership of U.S. farmland. That was Sarah Huckabee Sanders, by the way. Correct. Um, so my friend, my very closest friend from my childhood, is a realtor in Oklahoma City, uh, and actually in other parts of Oklahoma as well. And there was a, a time where every single one of her um, cells was to Chinese-owned um, companies or, or people either way. Um, and she thought it was very unique because of the, the timing. Um, but what we have since learned as many of those became marijuana fields. Um, and so she was telling me about this today, um, from Sarah, she saw it on Sarah Huckabee Sanders, um, Twitter page or X page. And, um, I was like, oh my goodness. I remember when you told me that 
because Missouri um, probably does something similar. I don't know. But um, I mean, I don't know what the numbers are here, but in Oklahoma at that time, a couple years ago, uh, they were very, very high. So very interesting for the governor there. And we'll see how that plays out. And if other states follow suit or if she gets in trouble for that, um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, that is, I don't know. But it, I did well, not know that they were on the national security <clears throat> threat list. Yeah, I don't that know who would argue with things, that. Certainly. If, 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 if the United States government considers them a security threat, uh, perhaps they shouldn't be handling our farmland where we get our food. I, you know, it, it just seems, it seems Americans are, uh, have a very short memory and think that somehow we're immune to problems. I mean, look at Israel. Uh, look, look what that kind of stuff can happen here again. We had it on 9-11 and it's not, it's not Chinese people, but it's, if the Chinese government right, is no. involved, that's a well, problem. I mean, I think yes. And Americans, I mean, God bless them for having a short memory sometimes, but on this, yes, the fact that it's a company that is on the U S department watch list, uh, U S department of defense's watch list that yeah, I think will change things there. But I mean, honestly, there's, there's going to be pushback. I guarantee you there is. Well, I'm, I'm sure there is, but it doesn't make sense. Whenever China's not our friend, they're just not our friend. And who knows what they're planning long-term because they can play the long game. And then we're in over our head and we're in big trouble with our food supply. And we saw during COVID that the food supply uh, is at risk. It could go down quickly. Yeah. So anyway, we'll see what happens. I guess, as I don't know. There's probably going to be, we'll see if there's like some vetting process because obviously there's plenty of, you know, Chinese people. I know China as a whole is not, but plenty yeah, of Chinese well, people who. We're talking about the communist Chinese government is what we're talking right. about and companies so. that are run by that government. Uh, all right. Football news. Wide receiver McCole Hardman is coming back to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs just traded the Jets uh, to get him back uh, with the Jets. They'll take over his uh, $720,000 that's left on his salary this year. Hardman was a second-round pick for the Chiefs in 2019 and won two Super Bowls uh, with them over four seasons. So he is back with the Chiefs. Things didn't go well uh, in uh, for the Jets when he was a Jet. So uh, hoping for better success back in Kansas City. All right. United Airlines is changing up boarding. First class and business class will still board first, but then everyone who is seated in the window seat will board. And then everyone who's seated in the aisle will board. And then everyone who is seated um, or in the middle, I should say, will board and then the aisle. So the window seats first, then the middle aisle, then the aisle aisle, if you will. You know, it's, you know, it's weird sense. is that makes it sense. does make sense. I just flew Monday and Tuesday of this week and, uh, I, I sit on the aisle, but I was in there before, uh, before the people who sat, uh, there was no middle seat. So on the, the, the window seat, so I had to get up and it's not a big deal. I can get up. Uh, but it just makes much more sense that the window people would go in first. And then, and I right. thought that while I was sitting there, I was like, well, I wonder why they don't do it this way. Uh, and now United is going to do it, which go United go. Yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense, but it's just a whole new, whole new way to board, you know? 
Um, all right. If you like birds and you like people and you like outdoors, there is an event for you. It is free and open to the public this Saturday at 8.30 a.m. You can meet up at the Lake Springfield Boathouse and go for a stroll along the Greenway Trail together uh, around Lake Springfield to birdwatch. Um, you'll get to see all the fall foliage and then the migrant birds arrival. So assuming that's the weather's cool. nice, it should be super fun. Well, that's a neat idea. Yeah. I wonder what kind of a crowd they get for that because that sounds like fun. Yeah. It's a bird watching thing like the Audubon Society, but um, it's called, was it called like bird, birdability or something? I don't know. It's like a neat little national program that, um, that we offer here locally as well, apparently. Yeah, that's neat. There would be yeah. a lot to learn about birds. I'll tell you that. I know. You can see them through the leaves. It, you'd yeah. think it'd be better in a couple of weeks when more of the leaves are gone, but maybe the birds migration deal is over by then. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us. Hope you have a great Thursday, everybody. Yes. And we will see you uh, back here on Friday. All right. Bye-bye. It's time for Around the Ozarks Wake Up Weather, sponsored by Squeeders Coffee. Here's your host, meteorologist, Abby Dyer. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, October 19th, and it's going to be a beautiful day in the Ozarks. We had a cold front come through late last night, early this morning, and what it's going to amount to for us is a stretch of just absolutely beautiful days. We've got temperatures this morning in the mid-40s, jacket weather definitely, but really not too bad. High temp today. How about 70? It's going to be 70 and sunny. I don't have a wind that's too strong today. We can enjoy the afternoon. And uh, if you can't get outside for some reason today, you're going to be stuck in. Well, there are a lot more really nice days in the forecast to pick from. That's the good news that I get to deliver to you on this day. High pressure is settling into the Ozarks and it's going to stick around for several days. This is going to mean several different things for us. Number one, is that we see some sunshine return to the Ozarks. We have high pressure and control. It means sinking air, not a lot in the way of cloud cover. So we're going to stay sunny today. I have dry skies in your forecast overnight tonight and then more sunshine on the way as we creep closer to the weekend. Not a whole lot happening, not just here in the Ozarks, but really most of the Midwest is experiencing this nice kind of seasonal fall air mass. All the activity is out along the cold front on the East Coast, and the cooler-than-average temperatures, they're going to stay on the East Coast as well. I do have our next storm system coming through early next week. That's going to be the next best chance for rain in this forecast, but it doesn't get here until Monday and Tuesday. A little short wave of energy will push through. It's going to bring us a low-end chance for some rainfall, but the amounts could be nice if we get it. I think somewhere around a half inch of rain possible Monday into Tuesday of next week. That's the next best chance for rain in our forecast, but it is just smooth sailing until that arrives. I mean, today, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, all look fantastic. It's also looking warm for the end of the month of October. Climate Prediction Center putting out their forecast for the end of the month, and it looks like we're going to see above average chances of getting warmer than average temperatures not just for our part of the country, but really a lot of the Midwest. Places that had the extreme heat around for the summertime months, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, were looking warmer than average as we head into the month of November, which I say it out loud, I know it's coming, but it just sounds so bizarre that November is almost here already. Climate Prediction Center, though, showing that these above average chances are going to be in place for the Missouri Ozarks, and then I really think we're going to see the heat dome impact the Ohio River Valley, much of the East Coast, and then all the way back into the Gulf. 
That's where those warm temperatures will hang out as we head closer to the end of the month of October and get closer to Halloween, which hopefully for us means that we have nice weather for Halloween. Uh, that's always can be a toss up. I remember so many years in the Ozarks where it just rained a whole lot on Halloween night. All right. So as we look at the forecast for the next four or five days, things are looking pretty calm for us. High temperature today in Springfield. How about 70 degrees? Sunshine in the forecast today, even less in the way of clouds on Friday and Saturday, and temps warm up a little bit too. I've got low to mid 70s in the forecast, both Friday and Saturday. And then by Sunday, maybe a little bit more cloud cover ahead of that short wave, but I still have a high temperature of about 74 degrees. So just beautiful weather as we head closer to the weekend forecast. Around the country, making headlines today, we are talking about rain for the Great Lakes region. Rain and thunderstorms are also in the forecast for the Mid-South, all the way back to the Southeast. In fact, the Southeast looks to hold on to some of the cool into the weekend. Temperatures around the rest of the country are warming up, but places like Florida, you're going to be below average. Uh, I was telling you yesterday about some of the high winds with that Alberta Clipper that came through. Uh, if you haven't seen the images from Montana on Tuesday, you got to look them up. It's like this unbelievable sight. I've never actually seen tumbleweed uh, pile up like this. I mean, you know how like in the wintertime we get all of those images of these major snowstorms and people are like opening their front door and it's just full of snowfall. Well, it's full of tumbleweeds in Montana. Uh, homes just totally buried in these because in Great Falls on Tuesday, that storm system came through. It had like 60 mile an hour winds with it. And the images coming out uh, of Montana are pretty incredible. So they're probably still cleaning up all that tumbleweed and digging out uh, from the mess that was made in Great Falls, Montana. Pretty incredible stuff there. All right, it is time for your wake up weather brain twister question for the morning sponsored by Scooter's Coffee. Here's the question that I left you with yesterday. In 2002, what cost a million dollars to send to the International Space Station? Do you think it was A, a CD player, B, a pineapple, C, a screwdriver, or D, a pizza? If you submitted your guess and you guessed D, a pizza, you are correct. Personally, I think it sounds like the cost was a little bit low, but here was the deal. This was actually an advertising campaign uh, by Pizza Hut. The BBC reported in uh, 2002 that Pizza Hut paid a Russian space agency about a million dollars if they would load a pizza onto one of their supply rockets for delivery to the International Space Station. So this was not like one single pizza, not a big order of pizza either, just one pizza with the supplies that were going up to the ISS anyway. In return, they wanted footage of one of the astronauts flashing a thumbs up while downing one of these pieces of pizza uh, an expensive ad, but people loved it. Of course, it was posted everywhere. It was shared in newscasts and everything all over the place. So um, it was it was pretty good. It was seasoned, by the way, with extra salt and spices to compensate for space's effect on the human taste buds. Apparently, you gotta, gotta add some more jazz to it to make it taste a little bit better. It was topped with salami because. The company learned that pepperoni wasn't shelf stable enough for the lengthy delivery time. 
I guess the pepperoni that Pizza Hut uses. I don't know. I keep my pepperoni comment. Maybe I should. Uh, kind of interesting though. Uh, only a million bucks. I feel like that's a pretty good deal. I would eat a slice of pizza for you <laughs> for a lot less than that. If anyone uh, would like me to. Just kidding. No one. I'm not on the International Space Station. It is not as exciting. Uh, all right. Here's your brain twister question for tomorrow. The horror film Halloween is considered a classic, spawning multiple sequels and remakes. But in what year did the original movie release? Do you think it was in 1976, 1980, 1978, or 1982? I, for one, am not a fan of these movies, so I do not know. But I know there are a whole lot of versions. I've seen snippets here and there. But uh, let me know if you know or if you have a guess. You can submit that around the Ozarks.com. You might as well guess it's a chance to win $20 to Scooter's Coffee every single day on Around the Ozarks Wake Up Weather. Who doesn't want to have a coffee to start the new week? So head on over to the website, submit your guess there. You can also find detailed weather information, and I'll catch you back here early tomorrow morning. Thank you so much for listening to Around the Ozarks Wake Up Weather, and make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy that sunny sky and 70-degree temperature today. Have a great one. It's time for Around the Ozark Sports Scene with Scott Perrier. Now here's your host, Scott Perrier. Welcome to the second edition of the Around the Ozark Sports Scene. Scott Perrier. Ball is in the air. You can feel it. It's football weather out there right now. and love it. I mean, you get out on a Friday night, Saturday afternoon, it just feels like football. Had the uh, pleasure to go out last Friday night to Republic to watch a showdown between Knicks and Republic. More than 4,500 people in the stands. Nixon wins it on a field goal as time expires, 31-28, to 28, and just a classic. Second year in a row that we've had that kind of a game between those two uh, after Republic won 36-35 at Nixa in overtime the year before. This has become the marquee matchup in the Ozarks for now. And so, uh, you know, anytime you can get those two programs around, taking it down to the wire, you know, almost 5,000 fans in the stands, highly encourage uh, – both uh, fans and administrators at some of these schools to go to one of those games and see what a uh, game day atmosphere is all about because Nixon Republic have kind of got it uh, cornered on the market right now. A uh, couple other uh, notes. The Kansas City Chiefs grinded, uh, grinded out a win last Thursday night against the Broncos, 19-8. It wasn't a thing of beauty, but uh, now the Chiefs a uh, little time to get ready for the Chargers coming to town this Sunday. Of course, the Chargers dropped a Monday night football game to the Cowboys to fall to 2-3. and three. Chiefs now 5-1 and one in, the, in the division. Pretty good opportunity for the Chiefs to really grab a stranglehold on that AFC West uh, uh, race this year because the Chargers coming in were kind of thought of as the one team that had the talent and the firepower to maybe make a run. Uh, it's not happening right now with Los Angeles. I think they'll have a new coach. Uh, Brandon, Brandon Staley uh, experiment's just not working. I would think that USC's Lincoln Riley could wind up being the Chargers head coach by next season. He doesn't want any part of the Big Ten, and it's a chance for him to take another uh, job, a pro job, without having to move out of his home. Uh, Missouri State football took care of business with a big road win at just an awful Western Illinois last Saturday. They're back home to uh, face Murray State this Saturday, homecoming 2 p.m. It's a Murray State team. It's 2-4, and four, just like the Bears. These are the kind of games that the Bears need to win. Uh, and take care of business so they can get that momentum going in the right direction for the program again. 
Keep an eye, too, on the Evangel Valor. Coach Chep, Chuck Heppel's squad is uh, tearing up their new KCAC conference. They're 7-0. and They're number 13 nationally. They have a big test uh, with a 6-1 and Friends University team coming in. It's ranked 25th. That's Saturday at 3 p.m. down in Nixa at Eagle Stadium. Evangel and Friends in a big NAIA KCAC shootout there. He was the last coach to take Missouri State Bears basketball to the big dance back in 1999 with an amazing and memorable run into the NCAA March Madness Sweet 16. He's the owner of 665 wins in 32 seasons as a head coach, including 12 trips to the NCAA tournament. He's one of only four coaches, joining Lon Kruger, Rick Patino, and Tubby Smith to take five different teams to the NCAA tournament. He's a former Indiana Hoosier star, an All-American, an Olympian, uh, Olympic gold medalist, NCAA champion, and former NBA player. We welcome basketball legend and current Nevada Wolfpack coach Steve Alford to the podcast. Of course, Steve, we know how it all got started, but kind of take us back to those early days uh, as a Bears uh, head basketball coach. Manchester College had great teams there, great players, and so SMS ended up being my first Division One job. So didn't know what my path was going to look like or where it was going to go. I could have honestly stayed at Manchester uh, forever. I, it, I loved that opportunity. It was an incredible place and uh, just had a lot of fun. But um, once you got a taste of the Division One level uh, at SMS, and when I got there, it was Southwest Missouri State. So one of the things that um, I think all of us, from Greg Onstott to Bill Rhodes, myself, uh, just trying to get it to SMS. Obviously, Missouri State was the long-term goal, and so proud and happy that that's where it is today. But uh, those times, those four years there were very, very special. Met lifelong friends, uh, and like all my stops, did the great staff. My dad was able to come with me. So uh, we got to work together all four years at, at SMS, an incredible community. And, um, you know, the O'Reillys were kind enough to show us Sarasota, Florida, and now Tiny and I have had uh, a place down there for about 26, 27 years. And so there's just so many cool things that have happened uh, since being there, and I um, really appreciate my time there. You know, we mentioned uh, 12 trips to the NCAA tournament with your five schools. Um, that 1988 or 98-99 team, always going to be special with Bears fans, not just because it was the last team to go to the big dance, but just the way they did it. The Sweet 16 run, playing basically an NBA team in Duke. Uh, when, when you look back now, in your eyes, when did you kind of realize that maybe that was in that group of guys and you could make that kind of run? Well, I think that team was um, it was special because I think everybody understood their role. They accepted their role. Uh, we had very good young players with a really mix, good mix of an older group that had kind of been there and been on the cusp, that had been off of close. And I give them a lot of credit because there wasn't a lot of experience as far as NCAA games on that team, obviously. Um, you know, like our team last year at Nevada, we – we didn't have any experience, and they showed. Usually, lack of experience shows when you get in the tournament. And that team was so special, not a lot of experience, and yet you beat a team like Wisconsin. There wasn't a team that was probably more disciplined in the tournament uh, than Wisconsin. And then you beat a Tennessee team that had the size and athleticism of an NBA team. Um, and we really – we that they were able to do in that tournament just speaks volumes of who they were as people, 
obviously very talented basketball players, but there was just a very cohesive unit that was a lot of fun to coach. They they were a fun team to coach day in day out. Do you still stay in touch with uh, some of those guys? Oh yeah, yeah. Danny just reached out. We're trying to uh, working with um, Missouri State now, getting a game to where we can um, honor that team because we're at twenty five years, and um, obviously we want Danny honored in a very special way. But um, William's still there in town. Kevin calls me a lot working back in Indiana and uh, Brandon Miller uh, all the way down the line those guys have um, done Ken Stringer stays in touch he's in Florida uh, Burton all those guys have done a good job of one staying in, in touch and um, continue to follow them and hopefully we can get together here in the season and celebrate that team well, you know, Springfield got to know uh, you and your family over those years I, I think your two sons probably got the best coaching uh, in their in their entire careers with the future Bears in kindergarten, I would I would say you would probably admit that now, would you not? Yeah, I think they about every time we get together as a family, they bring that up, Scott. So it's a- <laughs> <laughs> well, give us an update. Uh, of course, you know we got to know your dad Sam and mom Sharon, wife Tanya, Corey, Bryce, and Kayla. Give us kind of a life update on on all those folks. Yeah, everybody's doing well. Mom and dad are at the lake um, in Indiana and doing well. They'll be out in about a month to, to watch games. But Corey and Corey and Haley are um, at Huntington University. Corey's in his fourth year there at Huntington University and uh, NAIA school doing uh, really good things there. He's been to the tournament two out of three years, and he's got almost everybody back. They're currently ranked 14th in the country, and only 20 miles from where I got my start at the same age. Um, Manchester's only 20 miles from Huntington, so a lot of irony there. They've got a almost four-month-old in Kai. Uh, Kai Andrew is uh, our second grandbaby, and uh, he's doing great, so they're loving loving things. Bryce and Allie uh, live, are living in Czech Republic for the winter. As Bryce is playing, it is, I think it's his seventh year. Uh, professionally, so he's in Czech Republic with our first grandchild, um, AJ. Uh, Archie James is um, about a year and a half. He's almost a year and a half old. So they spend their off season in Scottsdale, and then Kayla and her husband Gilbert. We just saw them because I was there for Mountain West Media Day. They live in Las Vegas, so everybody's doing great. Very, very blessed. Awesome. Well, and and got to ask you, which is more of a Steve Alford kind of town? Springfield, Missouri, or Los Angeles? <laughs> Def, definitely Springfield. Uh, uh, that was, uh, and, and I loved all my stops, Scott. I've been very, very blessed. That all my stops have been great. But uh, anytime I meet somebody that uh, is thinking about the Ozarks or moving uh, to that part of the country, I, I have such fond memories there. And, uh, it's been a. It was a very special time, and love the, love the countryside there. But uh, the people obviously is what makes it, and uh, the Springfield area is loaded with very special people. We live in a different world now in, in college athletics, with the transfer portal, the comings and goings there, the name, image, likeness deals, uh, conferences, affiliations, teams moving left and right. Is coaching still fun for you and and your staff? Or is it just more challenging now? 
I still very much enjoy it, Scott, just because I love the game. Uh, and the game's evolved. The game's changed. You know, you went, you go from thinking about post-play to where now all post-players want to play on the perimeter. And you got three-point line that has constantly moved back and the shot clock that constantly has gotten lower. And so you've had some things that have changed our game. Um, but it's still basketball, so that part I still very much enjoy. Um, I, I'm very happy that players are – able to get paid now I, i'm not against that um it's just it's not a good it's not a good formula now the thing that uh probably disturbs me the most is there's not a grind like there used to be and all the way back to when i was a freshman and i get there's different eras but learning that not everybody gets a blue ribbon not everybody gets to play not everybody uh career path is going to look the same it's about work it's about what work you put in and i think a lot of the things that are set up today is so much about everybody's going to be equal on the same playing field the same basketball court and that's just not one i don't think it's good for athletics but i don't think it's good for guys down the road um i like for our guys to have to grind it and learn about losing learn about failure figure things out because when they're done with basketball that's what life is and I think all of our players that we've been having the opportunity to coach in the years past understood that grind and they learned about that to where then when hardship hits them later in life they're prepared for it and the way the NIL is and the transfer is now I'm not sure those are the lessons that we're teaching it seems like players today are getting 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 without doing, doing, doing first. And I, I'm not sure I like that kind of, um, just that kind of system. I got in it because I love coaching amateurs. These kids are no longer amateurs. It's really, name, image, and likeness doesn't even make sense, Scott, because most of these players across the country, they have no name, no image, or likeness, and yet they're getting paid right away. So we're really in a, we're really in a pay-for-play type of system, and that's what we're in. Is it chasing the the older coaches away? You think? I mean, are some of them just say, I, "I don't even want to deal with this"? Yeah, and I think what you're seeing is a lot of those older coaches. Um, they're either getting into television, or you'll see them in the NBA because we're basically um, we're basically a better version of the G League because players in the co- collegiate level are making way more money than the G League players can make. Um, and haven't even really started their career. So it's just you're more of a general manager now than you are uh, just being a coach. And, you know, how you coach now, there are several coaches I think would really um, probably struggle um, in, in this era just because of uh, the way kids are today. It's not a, it's, Again, it's not a slam on on players it's just coaching styles and you have to adapt to it we've had to adapt as a staff but um you know every spring it's pretty much being a general manager getting in a room and figuring out what your nil pool is and how it's going to be distributed and uh, that stuff you didn't have to do years ago you know we would at, at this era we would have never been able to afford sean McQuarrie, scott <laughs> I mean, we we wouldn't have an NIL big enough for him. Exactly. Well, you just keep him in uh, team gear, and he'd be happy, though. You know, just trade out shirts and, <laughs> and jackets. Uh, speaking of your Nevada team, uh, great year last year, 22-11 final mark. You go to the tournament for the first time since 2019, the big dance. Uh, how do the Wolfpack look for uh, this season in Mountain West play? Yeah, we're, we're real excited about our team. We're old. Um, you know, we got six seniors 
three of them can still come back for another year. That's different, too, with the COVID uh, situation. You guys are getting that extra year. So this is the oldest team we've had. We've got experience. Last year, we didn't have any experience. We had major injuries. Three major players missed the majority of the season last year. So those guys are back healthy. We've got experience um, that we didn't have last year. So we're very optimistic. We're hopeful. We're injury-free right now. Uh, So if we can just continue to grow and develop, we've got a great schedule ahead of us. It's just the Mountain West is a very demanding basketball league. Um, and it's going to be that way again this year. We've got some really good teams in our league, and hopefully we're going to be one of those. Saw some great news on, on your end there with the Grand Sierra Resort Arena coming in 26-27, somewhere in that time frame. Looks like you're going to have a spectacular new uh, basketball arena to play in and and kind of a top golf right next door to it. That, that's your perfect world, isn't it? Oh, uh, Getting late in my career, Scott, I couldn't for ask anything better. I can – coach basketball and at lunch walk over and pound some balls into a lake so it it couldn't be any better but um it is special uh alex moreau who um owns a coyotes nhl team uh owns our gsr and uh for him to do what he's doing uh is i think one of the best facility out west i think you'll start seeing uh ncaa rounds come to reno you'll see mte events come to reno Uh, it's going to be great for our community but obviously uh, outstanding for our uh, our basketball program. We couldn't be more excited. Uh, speaking of golf, how is the golf game these days? It's going. It's it's been a good golf season. I've got a lot of rounds in, which is where I get my release and uh, can still stay competitive that way. And but I'm in my final rounds. We're um, so we get into past the 15th of October. There's not very many rounds left. But uh, today, fortunately, we get a good. Beautiful day, and Montrose a beautiful course, so I'll get a good round in today. Very good. And I know if, if you're back here in the Ozarks playing a foursome, you, Brent Dunn, Sean McQuarrie, Mark Fisher, who are you picking as a partner in that matchup? Well, I would probably go with Brent because Brent always plays the ladies' tee, so he plays up. <laughs> so that would give us an advantage, I think, if um, – you know, after the tee ball, I'm not sure I'd like that partner, but uh, at least him playing the up tees, uh, that definitely favors Brent. Well, the, there'll come a day when retirement uh, calls. I know that you don't have any timetable now, do you? And I mean, are you just going to keep going and, and as long as you enjoy it? What, what's the plan? I think there might be a, a secret mindset that I have, Scott, because uh, as the grandkids get older, uh, I want to spend time. Uh, Tanya, I really want to spend time with them, and Corey's doing a phenomenal job, and I don't get to see too many games of his. I'm trying to get back for his second home game early, early November. I'm trying to work that into my schedule, but you know, as you, know you, you hate missing those things with family as close as we are with family, but... Uh, you know, it's not, not a whole lot longer, but I'm still enjoying it, loving it. And uh, as long as that happens, um, you know, I'm going to continue to do it. Very good. Well, Steve, we appreciate your time. Best of luck to you and the Wolfpack. And please tell the family we all said hi from the Ozarks. I appreciate it very much, Scott. Thanks so much. And always wishing the Bears the best. You bet. It's time for Scott's Thoughts, my ramblings for the week on a few topics here in the Ozarks and beyond. Of course, uh, our visit with Steve Alford, we talked about how college sports are becoming unrecognizable these days with all the NIL issues, the transfer portal, uh, schools shifting leagues and changing conferences uh, to try to get a bigger piece of that TV money. 
We kind of saw a mini version of this uh, happen in our area over the week, uh, the past week, with the Ozark Mountain Conference being formed for local high schools. Had a couple teams from the Big 8, uh, COC, the Ozark Conference all kind of jump ship and form their own league. I don't mind this. I think it's a good idea at the high school level because anytime you can pair teams that are pretty similar in enrollment and school size and roster size and things like that, it just makes for a better experience for those high school kids. In fact, I think it may be time for Springfield Public Schools to take a look at their, uh, for decades, they've had that all for one, one for all mentality and maybe take a long look at moving a Kickapoo and possibly Glendale into the COC uh, with the likes of Nixa, Republic, Ozark, and schools that are have now grown to be their size and, and their competitive level uh, might be a good thing for them. And on the same end of that, um, Parkview, Hillcrest Central, maybe take a look at leagues like the Ozark Mountain Conference that may be a better fit, or the Big Eight, so they can have uh, have more kids come out, have fun winning games, and just a better experience for high school kids. Don't have anything going on this Thursday night? Highly encourage you to get out to Hammonds Field for the annual Battle for, Be- Battle for Bell. It's easy for me to say. A baseball charity game between Missouri State and Drury. It's a fundraiser for the ALS Foundation in the memory of former Glendale baseball coach and former baseball bear Howard Bell. Been an annual thing. It's been a great, uh, not only for a great cause, but great competition. It always seems to be a, a, a very close game and a chance for fans to see the Division I and Division II teams in town square off. First pitch is 6.30 p.m. on Thursday at Hammonds Field. Uh, ticket's $5. That ticket also gets you into a noon game at Hammonds Field that day in the uh, Battle for Bell between Evangel and Baptist Bible College. So we've got all four teams in town playing on one day this Thursday. Uh, get out and check that out. Finally, is Mizzou football turning the corner under Eli Drinkowitz? The Tigers are only one bad half away uh, from being uh, 7-0 and if they could have held on to the lead at home two weeks ago against LSU. They showed a lot of fire uh, bouncing back uh, with a big win at uh, a ranked Kentucky team uh, this past weekend. Of course, as usual in the SEC, the real proof lies straight ahead. Mizzou needs to take care of business at home versus a pesky South Carolina this Saturday before a not-as-dangerous-as-they've-been finish uh, at Georgia, then home with Tennessee and Florida, and then finally at Arkansas, uh, which also could be looking for a head coach uh, at the end of the year as the Sam Pittman experiment may be uh, nearing its end. Uh, Those four teams mentioned all look far more docile and harmless and they've been the last few seasons. Dare we say that this could be a 9-3 and or 10-2 and Mizzou team at the end of the year? We shall see. But it's not that far-fetched as it would have been in past years when 6-6 six and six or 7-5 and five was what you considered a normal season for Mizzou. Be sure to enter the Around the Ozarks Guess the Score contest for a chance to win Chiefs tickets and autograph items. All you got to do is go to the website aroundtheozarks.com or on the app, enter your uh, score prediction for this week's Chiefs games and every week and see if you can become a winner. That's going to do it for this week's edition. Thanks for listening.